You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so you have a, 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 a stick. It's a very, it's a shaped stick, but you didn't yet start using it for a spit to broil meat on. So it's not a cleat. But it looks like it's the right size. And again, this is based, as you can see, when I'm showing on the cursor, it's based on the Gemara and Beitz and Davchavches. And now, oh, it's great. I've now roasted some meat on it. Okay, so now you scrape the meat off of it. What do you do with the shfud? What do you do with that stave, with that stick? So also with it's not a keli. So you can't move it afterwards. So what should you do? You just let it drop from your hand. And you put it in the corner. And this is where, in other words, the fact that you actually, I guess, make sure that it somehow gets into the corner or you pick it up by hand. This is really what we talked about yesterday, that... Um, when something might be a hezek to the rabbim, if it's a hezek only to people in the house. This was the issue we talked about yesterday. Um, now, um, and 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 says. So the first part is pretty uh, clear um, that um, what, but Chav Beis, let's take a look. A few ain't of Basra Kaval. So the Kiddush here is, is that you're allowed, you drop it, and you can see what you do, and then you move it, you kick it, you do something. So the Kiddush is, even though it has no meat on it, you're still, and it's, it therefore has no use anymore, we say that you can still move it, as we saw yesterday, in order to protect the people around you. Okay, now, let's move on, because we basically did this yesterday. Uh, we talked about moving muktza items out of the way. Start with Sif Dalid now. Muter el Sulam Shovach. Now, what does that mean, uh, a sulam shovach? A sulam shovach looks different than a normal sulam, seemingly. Uh, There's somehow uh, a sulam from a, uh, a dovecote, a sulam from a, a birdhouse. People know what it looks like. Okay, so what are you moving it? You're moving it where? Let's take a look. Where are you moving it? Mutavatalto sulam. Let me go to the next page. So even though it's 50 yards, 100 yards to the next uh, birdhouse, you can, and, you, and you're passing where people are seeing you, and people are saying, what's he doing with that ladder on Yontif? Even though you're going with a ladder. Most people, when they see you with a ladder, think you're going to do some work. You're going to patch a roof. Here, the Gemara says, you're allowed to take it into Rishus Harabim, carrying it, because you need to go to the next birdhouse in order to find the birds that you want to shecht for Yontif. 
Now, let's say you lost the sulam for the birdhouse. So what do you say? Well, I got to go to go to the, get those birds. So your wife says, George, take the ladder that goes up to the second floor. That could all that'll work. That's Oser Betiltu. Why is it Oser Betiltu? Because people are going to say, what is that guy moving that ladder for? Sulam Shali, you would use either to get to the second floor or to fix a roof on the second floor, but a ladder that's connected with a with a birdhouse, people realize, oh, he's probably going to get some birds. Let's take a look at the Mishnah Bura. Why? They look different. And people know why he why he's carrying it. Now, the Mishaburah says it has to be that the birds themselves are not muksa as we've described before. Why can't you move the sulam of Aliyah? Why is he, he wants to tar his roof? Okay. Now the Mishabura has a diuk in the in the uh The Machaber says that if it's a roof ladder, you can't move it even though you need it for birds. Even if you're not passing a big street. Even if it's just in your backyard, even if you own the property there from one birdhouse to the other, who, why is it anybody else's business? It is. It is? Are they supposed to be looking here? No. But Chazal asserted moving the roof ladder. And therefore, here comes a principle in Marasayan. So this is a halacha that's from the Gemara itself, and many people don't like this halacha <laughs> because they would like to say, "Look, Marisayan, there's no people around." From here, we see that you can't you can't play fast and loose with this halacha. If the if if it says in if if, if the Chazal formulate an isur, that isur is there even if the situation is different than the rationale in formulating the Yisr. It's a Marasayan issue. Well, how about if there's no people around? It's still also. Otherwise, and you can see why it had to be that way, because otherwise people, you would never be able to be, people would make up their own situation. Is it really Marasayan? Is anyone around? So that is, um, the, that is based again on, on the Gemara with Rashi. Now, the Isser was not just moving it. It was even, once the Isser is on the roof ladder, it's even if you're just, you already have it there. And all you have to do is like, you know, steady yourself on the roof. I mean, there was a little bit of acrobatics of moving the ladder from one window to the other. It's still awesome. Now, 
those were roof ladders and ladders that got you to the second floor. What about step ladders? So what about step ladders? They're not shovach ladders, but many people I used to have, I have such a ladder. When I uh, had my house in Skokie, I had a big ladder that I would use to get to the top of my svarim uh, that I would use for. And you've seen that in, in, in things like that, where you have a special book ladder. It's, it's not a metal thing. It's not the type of thing you can keep out in the rain. How about that? No one thinks that. If I'm carrying that in my in, in outdoor and going and, and taking it ad hoc to get some more birds, is that a problem? I mean, no one's, no one's going to use that to fix their roof, are they? It's an indoor ladder. Still, it's not a ladder that's used to get birds. It's a ladder that you use to get swarm from a top shelf. So can you add, can you retrofit it or, or, or decide to use it for this? Is that included in the Isser? So yesh te is ben apaiskim. Yesh te imam dashari da apesulam shaliyash ugaldo v'chazi alaslov l'gag v'sakmai chashin shamotiyach gaga u'tzorach. Now, who is the Pesach who holds that way? Rabbeinu Tam. Who does Rabbeinu Tam? The Mishabur points out, Neitaz v'hirach v'koytev zvarim d'levakon v'gadol tavi milsa. Filo b'gdoyu kibish m'yuchonim tomen v'tash v'shabayis shumuter v'chashinat shiyom r'latiyagagu tzorach. In other words, Rabbeinu Tam, although he uses the word big, he doesn't mean big specifically. Big is just another way of saying an outside ladder. Well, let's say you live in Buckingham Palace and you have the library in Buckingham Palace and you have this huge stepladder for the library. It's clearly, even though it's big, it's not a ladder anybody would use to patch the roof. So it's not about size, the Taz says. But the Rosh says clearly, the Sharyusim Neshem Ketanim Lagag. But the rush, the Mishabur says, says it's not because everybody sees it as an inside ladder. The question is, could this also be a type of ladder you'd fix your roof with if you didn't have your normal outside ladder? You didn't have your normal metal strong ladder. Could this also work? That's the machlekes. That's the question. So, Bukhara, you see from, you see that the, the Rabbeinu Tam might mean specifically small. Small means you can't get up to the roof with it. Since you can't get up to the roof, of course you're not trying to fix your roof. And that's what you see from the rush. The Taz, although, disagrees. Anyway, so you see that it's not so simple. A koponim, if it is a different type of ladder, small inside ladder, Rabbeinu Tam says it's mutter. V'yesh machmirim. Some say even a small inside ladder. And who is that? One of the Baleateisvis, Rebbe Ravavrom. I guess I should have a, I should feel a connection to this Rebbe Ravavrom. But I don't necessarily because I'm not sure who it is. But there is Ravavrom, the Tesis. And he disagrees with the opinion of Rebbe Tam. And they're like, it's got to be a Sulam that everybody knows its purpose. So when people see you in the backyard, in the street, there's a neon sign as if proclaiming, this is to get boids with. But any other sulam, even if it's small, 
well, you can't get to a roof. Okay, I can't get to the roof. But you know what I could do? I could get to this this peg that's jutting out of the wall. Sometimes I can get it. I can get so yes, I can't get to the roof with it, but I can get to this hook, to this ledge. So therefore, uh, what do you do? It's a machlekes in the rabbanon, rabbeinu avram and rabbeinu tam. So when you're aloche, bershusayochid yeshvis machlakel letaltel sum shemavayis. In other words, if you're anyway not caring in a rishusarabim. It's in your backyard or within the neighbor's yards. You could be soimich to be carried. But if you're already going in Rishul Sarabim, where, the, where everybody is watching you, there he says it's nochim mahachmir. Whose hachro is this? So look in the Sharetzion, it says achreinim. Doesn't say who it is, um, but he also brings down. Your rabbi says, "Nah, you can always be makel. This is only a din the rabbanon. You can be makel no matter what if you don't have the ladders that you need." But the Mogan Avram seems to say that you should be machmir in 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 Rishus Harabim. Okay, so it's an interesting uh, question of how to uh, decide among in Pesach Alocho. Now. We said before that you can't move the ladder. How about if you don't have to move it? How about if it's already there? You're not moving it a, a, an inch. The lead tilted. So if it's already there, so you can still, and it happens to be out there where the birds are, then you can go, you can use it. We only make the ladder muktza, so to speak, or usher to move if it's not in its the place that you want it. If it's already in the place that you want it, that would not be a problem. So it's not like don't even touch that ladder. No one is gonna think you're going to fix your roof if it's right by the, the, the birdhouse already. Yes. But what if the ladder, the construction is um, obviously not a garden variety, but a bookcase variety? That's a machlokas. That's the machlokas between Rav Avram and the Rabbeinu Tam. Rav Rav Avram says, if it's the type of thing that someone, it's a bookcase variety, but you could get up to the roof with it, then if it's big enough, it would still be us. Got it. Okay. But it shows you how they're arguing what was the Takona of Chazal. In fact, the Mishabura emphasizes here that even though it seems like Chazal made it muktza, in other words, as a way to protect you from people saying Lashon Hara about you, whatever, they they gave it a din muktza. He says, if you look at the Vilna Goin, it's it's not muktza. It's just we don't want you moving it. But it doesn't have a shame muktza mamish. It's not that we treat it like muktza that it gets all the gedarm of muktza. There is what serach makayma or whatever, um, and uh, so again, because Chazal don't have to create a new type of muktza in order to ensure that the iser is still here, or, or that we're stopping people from doing what we don't want them to do.
Okay. Graf That's if something has a very bad smell, you're allowed to move it out of the house, as he says in Ilcha Shabbos. Because you know, right, now, you, these are the type of things you know that you don't want around, and it's a special heter in Muktza that you're allowed to move something that gets disgusting, uh, a chamber pot or something that gets disgusting on on Shabbos or Yontif. Let's do one more. Aloha behema shemesa biyontif. So this is an animal that, in a way, before Yontif, you're thinking maybe he would shecht it, possibly. But it dies. So, if it didn't die from a sudden heart attack, it was already sick. So then we say, hmm, the man probably is thinking, I don't know if I can shecht it early enough to eat it. It might die before I shecht it. So he probably has in mind that it might die before he gets to it. And therefore, since it did die before he could shecht it, and now it's in the Vela, it's not Muktza, and he can cut up the pieces for his dog. But even though it wasn't so well, now why is it Muktza? Because, let's take a look why. Because the person really is hoping to use it for himself, maybe. Not for dogs. And therefore, we say that it's muktzah. Now, the Mishabura points out, didn't we have a simon tzadiyeh, that for oichel, oichel, that when it comes to muktzah, you can be matar anyantiv. But as we know, um, for dogs, might not be considered Eichel Nefesh. That was the Machlekes we saw yesterday. So if you say Eichel Nefesh includes your animals, it's possible we could allow you, even though it is Mukta, to cut it up for your animals. Um, however, if it was um, uh, obviously a healthy animal, you didn't even think it was connected. You didn't even think that it would die. Maybe it's even an animal, a work animal. You're not even thinking about it, that it's something that you would eat at all. So that's clearly out of your mind. It's a big shock that it dies. And therefore, that would be muktza no matter what, because you were expecting it to live. If it's an animal that's ill, so if you don't know the muktza, it's possible, on Yontif, it's possible that that would be allowed. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.